also recently on Real Time with Bill Maher in a conversation with former Senator Tim Ryan, Bill brought up the recent Tyree Nichols case as well as the mass shootings that took place in the Monterey Park area. And I don't know where he was trying to go with this, but, well, you listen for yourself. Half Moon Bay and Monterey Park was the other one, right? <laughs> and, you know, th th these shootings happen. We go through these ri this ritual where then we wait for, the, for them to announce the race of the shooter. Like we're waiting for the Oscar nominations. <laughs> because that's, you know, somehow to a lot of people the most important thing. And I just thought it was very interesting that this week... Asians were killed by Asians, two Asian men who were, you know, 66 and 72. And then this week we just got this video of the Memphis Five. A black man is brutally beaten in Memphis by five cops. They're all black. I guess what I'm asking is America's culture of violence, it does go deeper than race, right? And I think this monofocus we have on race is short-circuiting us trying to fix some of the realer problems, would you agree? Well, definitely deeper concerns here, and, and this is an opportunity for us to have that conversation. The conversation about mental health, the conversation about guns, the conversation about cops. the cops, and, and, the, oh, stress, yeah. and the stress that co cops are under. I'm not defending yes. these guys. Of course, this was a tragedy. They should be prosecuted, full extent of the law, the, the whole nine yards. But if we don't, at some level, realize that it's not a white cop or a black cop, it's a cop who's under stress, who's underpaid. I had cops in my congressional district, Bill. They were getting paid $14 an hour. Well, that was interesting. Uh, I took a second to see if I really wanted to talk about this story because this is a great example of maybe a disconnect to some degree and uh, not a disconnect let's say by generations but a disconnect with reality uh, so I decided to turn this into a new segment I like to call hold on a second okay I want to start with Senator Ryan's piece uh, this aspect right here Cops. The cops. And, and, oh, the stress, yeah. and the stress that cops are under. I'm not defending yes. these guys. Of course, this was a tragedy. They should be prosecuted, full extent of the law, the, the whole nine yards. But if we don't, at some level, realize that it's not a white cop or a black cop, it's a cop who's under stress, who's underpaid. I had cops in my congressional district, Bill. They were getting paid $14 an hour. So here's the problem for me. Now, I'm only going to assume he was referring to uh, the more uh, when he was at that point in his district. If I remember correctly, uh, Senator Ryan was in the 13th district in Ohio. OK, so I'm assuming that he was referencing at the you know, that being a direct reference to when he was there at the time. So this is what I was able to find out. And I'll do this piece by piece with each of the things uh, that he said. Now, this is the current numbers. Currently, and this is according to Indeed, the current salary for, you know, this is for uh, cops right now in Ohio is $43,789. This breaks down to 
$3,600, just a little over $3,600 a month. And this comes out to roughly $842, which breaks down again to $21.05 per hour. Quick note, uh, I forgot to add the fact that most rookie cops come in at roughly $15 an hour or more, depending on the state. But base number being far more than what the minimum wage would be. Problem with this particular uh, thing for me. They are, you know, they're stressed out. Sure, we can we can give them that. They're stressed out. Okay, cops are stressed out. Here's the problem. There are plenty of other professions that are just as stressful. Unfortunately for me, the this seems to me more like an excuse. Now, I'm not saying that's what he's doing, but I am saying that this seems to be a common thing to say when it comes to law enforcement. And here's the problem with that. There are plenty of more jobs and professions that are just as if not more stressful so a police officer in this country or a police officer in general has a much more stressful job than say a soldier now given the fact that some of these officers are could be could potentially be let's just say former military and so forth and the aspect of the ones let's say that aren't so if you would say a bullet's flying at you in a foreign land that you've never been to okay with the real potential of dying is somehow more stressful than detailing cars for a living let's say you detail cars for a living and they give you the choice of okay do you want to go to uh, this place or that place to fight in this war or that war, depending on what you know, what time period you were born in, where you could have either easily been drafted in as well as, you know, enlisting. My question is, where do we start to actually say the words, your job ain't shit? Just say it. Your job doesn't mean anything. In the grand scheme of things, just like with any other profession, you make the conscious decision to put in your application and go through the process of joining this. This is the problem. We're giving them too many outs. There have been multiple occasions where police officers have like have reached out to a number of organizations anonymously because they were afraid of what the reaction from their fellow officers would be. The Brotherhood of Blue is a danger to a lot of people, including their own. So I ask, what is a more stressful job? And and this aspect of the thought of they're underpaid. Let me break this down again. Now, these are some of the highest wages for police officers across the states. Again, this is according to Indeed. So you can look this up for yourself. Now, New York is at number one. $55,204, just a little over $26 per hour. California is third, $52,693, that's $25 an hour, just a little over $25 an hour. Now, again, these are current numbers. You can add inflation to it if you want to and say, well, that's not this because of inflation, but okay, okay, let's, you can, 
I'll give you that. Or even down to just just here, Hawaii, $49,107 per year. That's $23.61 per hour. Now, now we go to the lowest. Arkansas, $40,430 per year. That's $19.44 an hour. We have Louisiana, North Carolina, $37,034,000. That's $17.81 an hour. $16.78 per hour. And we go back again to Ohio. $21.05 an hour. Now, last I checked, the federal minimum is still under $8. And the federal minimum for tip workers is just under $3. So, where is the amount of money that can be paid to these people to where they will give us the same kind of regard that they expect us to give them? My question for this particular part with Senator Ryan is, where do we just say, fuck these people? Where do we just come out and go, your job is a fucking job. You can quit and do something else like anybody else. Why the fuck do we keep coming back to these kind of excuses? And again, $15 or more is damn near it's way better than $7 an hour. And that's assuming if you break the and this is breaking this down state by state. The lowest on this list is North Carolina that I've got, at least with this list I put together, is at $17 an hour almost. That's literally nearly three times the amount that it would be if you were working a minimum wage job. You did fast food or otherwise. So I have to ask, what stress could they have that somehow, you know, puts them in the mindset of, ah, let's kill somebody. The fuck? It makes no sense to me that we keep looking for outs for these people instead of looking to figure out new and exciting ways to punish them when they do something wrong. There was a story uh, a few years back where this was posted by Dio Hughley on his Instagram page. He posted a video uh, from a mother who had a son named Preston. I don't remember. Uh, I don't know. No, I don't think he even they did. Their last names weren't up there, but I remember his the son's name was Preston. He's 17. He was an autistic kid. And in an incident where he's being just in his neighborhood on a skateboard, Randomly, a cop stops him on the sidewalk. Now, let me give you full context. The cop is white, and so is Preston. Preston is an autistic kid. Now, keep that in mind. The cop, not knowing he's autistic, okay, clearly him, uh, Preston, he was on uh, the other end of the spectrum because he didn't. His mother explained it in the post that he doesn't like to be physically touched. He doesn't like to be touched, especially by people he doesn't know. So in this incident, you see him try to grab him or reach for him and then pulling away from him. Now, again, he didn't know that. 
But he took it as some type of personal slight because then he starts to grab him. He manhandles him. And at one point he punches him in the face. Now, you could say that this was a lack of training. You could say that this was stress. But let me ask you a question. Who was more stressed out in this situation? This adult man in a uniform with a gun, a badge, pepper spray, handcuffs, a taser, and all types of uh, items. Or a 17-year-old boy with autism on a skateboard. Probably trying to figure out why is this person doing this to him. I don't give a fuck about how stressed a cop is. I don't care. I'm a cynical and mean bastard a lot of the time, and I'm good with that, especially in situations where it seems like we're giving too much space to people who don't deserve it. There is no aspect of our lives that any other job where you could be stressed out enough to hurt someone and not be punished for it properly. Garbage man can't do that. Mailman can't do that. Fireman can't do that. Nobody can get away with killing somebody and not getting punished for not only not doing their job properly, but ending someone's life because you were afraid. Hmm. So that's my piece as far as Senator Ryan is concerned. Now let's move on to Bill. Half Moon Bay and Monterey Park was the other one, right? <laughs> And you know the, the, these shootings happen. We go through these ri this ritual where then we wait for the for them to announce the race of the shooter. <laughs> We're waiting for the Oscar nominations <laughs> because that's you know somehow to a lot of people the most important thing. And I just thought it was very interesting that this week Asians were killed by Asians, two Asian men who were you know 66 and 72. And then this week we just got this video of the Memphis Five. A black man is brutally beaten in Memphis by five cops. They're all black. I guess what I'm asking is America's culture of violence, it does go deeper than race, right? And I think this monofocus we have on race is short-circuiting us trying to fix some of the realer problems. You know, I remember I used to really watch when I, well, when I had cable and I was much younger, I would grow up, I, I grew up watching Bill and I, and my father, he did not like Bill Maher, could not stand him. He could not stand him, disliked him with a passion. And I never understood why. I'm like, he's funny. It's like, when you get older, you'll understand that sometimes the things that make you laugh Ain't as funny as you think they are. I never understood that. And then, as I'm seeing recently, Bill has had those moments. And he's always really had, if I'm being honest, Bill has always had those moments of saying shit that he probably shouldn't say. And opening his mouth about things he really doesn't have no business talking about. But I'm not going to say he's an ignorant man. I'm not, I'm not going to say that. But I will say he's a dumbass a lot of the time because he says things that he doesn't need to say. This is a good example. Let me be clear. I don't think that we're obsessed with the racial aspect. We're obsessed as a country with trauma. Now, we want to know who committed this crime because as the public, 
it's our right to know this. This is information that we have every right to, to know. This is the perks of living in a country that loves to glorify, you know, guns. We love guns. We love guns more than people. A lot of people think it's animals. No, no, no. We love guns more than people. They think, they think man's best friend is a dog. No, no, no. Man's best friend is an AK-47 or an AR-15. That's man's best friend. Now, let me say this again. We don't want to know because it's race. Now, if you want to know something, you can just look this stuff up. Here's an example. I got this from Statista. You can find this online. This is the racial makeup. Racial, this is the racial and, uh, and ethnic makeup of shooters between 1982 and 2023. And this is from January 23rd of 2023. Okay. 73% and I'm saying percent because I'm trying to sound, you know, I'm trying to sound really scientific. But 73 of them have been committed by white men. 24 of which have been committed by black 11 Hispanic, 10 Asian, 5 other, 3 Native American, and 13 unknown or unclear. Now, I say that to say this. It is not that we want to know. It's that we should know. The thing that I keep coming back to is that we're not really like obsessed with race when it comes to something important like equality and fairness. We're obsessed with race when it comes to sad and traumatic shit. It doesn't matter who committed the act. We want to know what the fuck happened. We want to see it. We want to know who did it. We have a right to know who did it. This is not necessarily a racial thing. This is a trauma thing. We want to know because we are addicted to trauma. We have an inability to acknowledge it for what it is. Because as per usual, we hear the same song and dance. Now, although, I mean, it's not that important when we know the treatment of the people who commit the crimes can differ depending on what they look like. Now, this is a fact as well, but I digress. It's important, but it's not important enough to maybe put the effort into trying to stop something like this from happening. The percentage of violence across this country that is far greater with guns that goes past mass shootings are very very serious and to that the severity across this country when it comes to guns is far greater than mass shootings far greater than that but it doesn't mean that it's any less important it doesn't mean that it, it makes a difference about what race it is it should make a difference it's important to know, but it doesn't matter what race it is. This person has done something terrible. The thing that I love personally about these type of things, like hearing people like Bill say this kind of shit is, there's no real sense behind it. It's not about race, it's about trauma. It's about the lack of interest in solving a problem that we know is a problem. Access to guns in this country and it's not access through illegal means because again the majority of these guns and all these shootings were purchased by people who purchased them legally 
And in some aspects, if you find this out in some aspects, they were all the way, they pretty much fit all the necessary things to say, hey, this person in most states should not have a gun. But somehow they got those guns and they committed these crimes. So Bill's aspect, I mean, Bill's, forgive me, Bill's perspective on this is wrong. It's not about race, it's about trauma. Who gives a fuck what race they were? It's about trauma. But we do know something very important. It's not a coincidence that we always go back to say, oh, which white boy did it this time? I mean, I'm just saying, I, I couldn't just let this go without pointing out the obvious. Again, 73 were committed by white men. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just saying. I mean, it's not, I mean, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just I'm, well, it's not a coincidence that that's the, that's the high number in this, in this, uh, this particular little spreadsheet I'm looking at. I'm just saying, I'm just it's not special because it's it's you know it's it's what race they are it's not special because we know who does most of them most of the time that's not special we just need to know who did it in general because i know it's not like we're ever going to do anything to fix it because it's not the guns it's the people right oh boy so we're going to move on after this break and uh yeah we're going to get into some more news this is the war at home presented by the night shift network and we will be right back what's up everybody looking for news looking for stories that you care about well you come to the right place here at the night shift network we talk about everything from politics to life look we're not the best podcast network, but we are pretty good. With shows like The War at Home and Just My Opinion, with new shows and development as we speak. So what do you got to lose? Please like, share the Night Shift Network. We're available on all platforms, including Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and now officially iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. More platforms coming soon. If you would like to donate to the show directly, you can do so with, of course, Cash App, dollar sign Food for Thought 99. That's dollar sign Food for Thought 99. And as always, we are with you and you are with the Night Shift Network. Thank you for listening and be safe. This has been The War at Home, presented to you by the Night Shift Network, available on Apple, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening, and see you soon.